On today's Locked On Texan podcast, Victory Monday is upon us. We talk about how Houston was able to keep the streak alive against the Jags, securing their first win on the year. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Monday edition of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm John Hickman, of course, joined by none other than Cody Davis. And today's episode of Locked On Texans is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your money. On your entry, first-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's PrizePicks.com promo code locked on. For the first time in a very long time since preseason, when football really didn't too much matter, the Houston Texans are celebrating a victory Monday. Texans pull out the vic- the victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars. 13 to 6 on Monday. Davis Mills, 13, uh, 16, excuse me, of 24, throwing for 140 yards. Nico Collins, four catches, 65 yards. Damian Pierce, 26 carries, 99 yards, one touchdown. Rookie Jalen Petrie led the team in tackles with nine total tackles. And rookie Derek Stingley gets his mm. first interception of his young career, along with two big pass deflections. Texans win the time of possession battle, the turnover battle, and stop the Jags three times on critical fourth downs to get their first victory of the year. Jaguars had more total yards than the Texans by nearly 200 yards, but the Texans defense held the Jags to six points. And coming into this game, the Jags averaged nearly 27 points per game. I think it's only fitting that we start with the Texans defense on Sunday that I honestly thought played the best game of their young season so far. Yeah, and I do believe that the defense is about 65% of the reason why we're sitting here having a victory Monday. John, this defense played really good on all fronts. However, I do want to mention this before moving on. Over the last couple of weeks, um, ever since the start of the season, we've been talking about how bad the Houston Texans linebacking unit has been. And yes, they've been yes, they've been pretty bad. But I do want to say that this game was a prime example on why linebackers like Garrett Wallow really means a lot to this organization moving forward because this was probably the first time that Garrett Wallow had throughout this entire season where he actually had an opportunity to go out there on the field, showcase what he can do, and he actually made some big plays for the Houston Texans that ended up helping them win this game at the end. One of the plays that jumped out to me when you talk about the production that Garrett Wallow had, he recorded a big-time pass deflection at the 8.50 mark of the second quarter that kind of killed the momentum that the Jacksonville Jaguars offense was starting to put together and it was also promising because it also showcased once they uh, once all these linebackers get healthy 
Once they add in the, the production of Christian Harris, this linebacking unit is just going to get a lot better. And hopefully at the end of the season, we're sitting here talking about the linebacker unit as one of, if not the most promising position groups, because early on in the year, there was hampered by injuries. And now we're starting to see with guys getting healthy, with guys getting their wind speed up and everything else in between, they have looked so much better today. However, the best part of this defense was the secondary. John, as you just alluded to, Jalen Petrie had one of his best game of his career, led the team in tackles with nine. And look, I understand it. I love it too, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Derek Stanley Jr. did have a great interception. It prevented a touchdown, a touchdown that would have given Jacksonville control of the game. However... I do believe that the two pass deflections that Derrick Stingley Jr. recorded, especially during Jacksonville's final um, possession of the game late in the fourth quarter with 17 seconds left, was more crucial and more important than the interception. I'm not trying to play the interception at all, but Derrick Stingley Jr., the way he was able to make defensive stops, go out there and make plays on the ball, was very Crucial and critical for the Houston Texans. John, I do want to give you some kudos on something that you talked about when we was going through our preseason, um, our preseason analysis on what to expect from the from the position from the position groups. Remember early on in the year, after the the signing of Steven Nelson, after the Texans had an opportunity to draft Derek Stanley. I was I was over here asking you, you know, well, what about Desmond King? You know, he was arguably their second defensive back of 2021. And, you know, with these two guys coming along, you know, how is this going to benefit him? And you say he's going to benefit tremendous, tremendously about this because it actually gives him an opportunity to go back into his natural position at playing a nickel corner. And that's exactly what we saw in this game. Desmond King is part of the reason why the Texans secondary had a phenomenal game. He had an opportunity to make a play. Um, on the Jacksonville Jaguars on that defensive side of the ball that actually helped them from, that actually prevented Jacksonville from converting on a fourth down that was really big for the Houston Texans, by the way. I think this was an overall good game from the Texans defense, but you got to give a kudos and a special shout out to the second to the Texans secondary more so than anything. Absolutely, and I think overall when we look at the Texans defense, they had a very good day. Like we we can single out the front four, no QB hit, no QB sacks, only one QB hit. We can single those guys out, but we cannot downplay a couple of things. Getting guys back like Wallow, helping out this linebacker rotation throughout the entire year. Up until this point, we've seen Kamu play 100% of the snaps. We've seen Kirksey play 100% of the snaps. We've seen those guys out there a lot. So getting Nova Hewitt back, getting Reeves maybe not on the field, getting Garibaldo and getting him some snaps so he can get more and more comfortable. He was able to make some plays, was phenomenal for the Houston Texans. And then just certain key points throughout the game, right? Rasheen's green biggest play of the day hmm. with a front four when he – on that four, fourth down attempt, bat, bat pass. It was a third down, excuse me, third and long. And, and he batted the pass down, which forced a fourth down incompletion, right? Um, mentioned King. He had near interceptions throughout the game, and he was very great with getting his hands on the ball. Also, another thing that I liked about this Texan defense was just 
how much they adjusted. This was the best adjustment that I've seen from Lovey Smith as a head coach this year when I look at half to half. In the first half, the Jacksonville Jaguars were nearly at 100 yards on the ground. They rushed for 99 yards on the ground in the first half. They ended the game with 136 yards, only rushing for 37 yards in the second half. This is a team that has allowed over 200 yards to be put up on them. This is a team that is the worst run defense in the NFL. And they made that adjustment. They made some changes, and they were able to execute. You may say those pass deflections for Stingley was the biggest, but <laughs> in the red zone, in the end zone, if he is able, Trevor Lawrence, to connect that pass, then we are talking about another possible loss or another possible tie, depending on how this game would have turned out. Instincts from Derek Stingley, which is what they loved out of him, an athlete, vet, understand, play like a vet on that one specific play, understanding there's a guy dragging behind me, able to turn around, get his interception, ran it out. <laughs> you know, you probably would have liked for him to stay in the end zone there, but in that second half and throughout the game, you were able to see in-game improvements from this defense. They did have issues with the Jaguars being able to connect in the middle of the field throughout the game. However, it was those critical moments that we have not seen Houston execute. We haven't seen Houston in each and every critical moment win those moments. And I think when you look at making this team 0 of, 4, of 3 on fourth down, excuse me, that may be the biggest because prior to this game, would you have trusted Houston to get off the field on fourth down consistently? Three times the Jacksonville Jaguars thought they were able to go on them to Texas Donato. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't wait to tell you guys more about prize picks. It's very simple. Pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. You're not competing against people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer. Listen, you name it, they got it. Interest can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy, safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operating in over 30 states and Canada. All right, so download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports made easy. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Thanks again for making Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Make sure you check out NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL. Locked On's local experts give you the inside scoop of the five biggest games of the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday Night Football, plus betting advice from the field's leading expert, Online. So listen, it's very easy. Just follow NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, 
and wherever you get your podcast. And welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Victory Monday installment of Locked On Texans. And ladies and gentlemen, John, listeners and viewers, what has been one of, if not the biggest thing that I've been harping on throughout this whole entire season? It's the fact that a lot of times in the second half, the defense will get tired. But ladies and gentlemen, Sunday in the win against the Jacksonville Jaguars, I do want to mention this. This is the very first game where the Texans actually won the time of possession, which means the Texans had an opportunity to sustain drives, which also means that the Texans' defense actually had an opportunity to rest. And why is that important? Because when you go back and you take a look at that first segment that me and John just finished talking about, a lot of the plays that we that we highlighted, Derek Stinley's interception, Derek Stinley's recorded not one but two pass deflections in the fourth quarter, Desmond King making plays on the ball. A lot of the highlights that we gave took place in the second half. And once again, they was able to do that because they did not get tired like they did early on in the season. And John, before I give the floor over to you, I do want to mention the Houston Texans' longest drive, which I'm going to go back and see if this is their longest drive of the season, was a 12-play drive where they held the ball for almost seven minutes, which ended with a touchdown by the great. That's right. I know it's only his fifth great game in his career, but he ended in a, in a touchdown by the great Damian Pierce. By the way, uh, I think mm. that a lot of people should be in the comments right now saying, well, you know what, John? You was right. They were going to get their first win. Well, I'm just happy and, that in a situation like this, I am wrong. Let and, me just say that. You know, a couple people got some big wins on Sunday on, on throughout the weekend. And, you know. Oh, congratulations. UT finally yeah, yeah. held on to a lead. whoop dee doo You want a cookie? Oh. What did LSU do on Saturday? Don't hey, don't worry about what LSU. Oh, look, we don't care what LSU. Oh, we know that that who that nation got the dub, baby. Yeah. So the Houston Texans, the Houston Texans did a lot of uh, some good things offensively on, on Sunday. But before I talk about the offense, I do want to give kudos to the special team. Hmm. Tremont Smith getting the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars down at the one yard line on a pit on a punt. Cameron Johnson was great for the Houston Texans on Sunday. Kaimi Fairbairn, two 50-yard field goals. At one point, the Houston Texans had the lead. However, the fumble that was overturned after the Texans picked it up and went the other way to end out that game, end out the first half for the Jacksonville Jaguars, that was overturned. Jags was able to go ahead and kick a field goal, which tied the game. But Kaimi was great for the Houston Texans on Sunday. There was a couple of things that I noticed. And I don't know if a lot of people noticed it or not, but the Houston Texans opened up that game with four straight pass attempts. And I think this was done in order to try to get Davis Mills in some sort of rhythm. Didn't necessarily happen like we may would have liked it to happen. However, hmm. uh, I thought that was on purpose. And I give kudos to Pep Hamilton trying to get his quarterback going early on, especially in the last three weeks. You're going up against another 2021 quarterback draft pick. And you want your quarterback to come out victorious, which is what happened. I think there needs to be a real conversation around who is the best wide receiver playmaker on this team right now. I've started this conversation multiple times throughout the year so far, and it does look like Nico Collins is 
the number one receiver on this team, and I'll tell you why. Has the placement and accuracy been there for uh, for Nico Connors? Not Brendan, not Nico Connors, for Davis Mills. Not this year so far. Brandon Cooks does not look like he has that same burst and that same ability to get open like we've seen out of him in the past two years. Nico Collins is 6'4", and if the ball is in his range, well, as we saw in the preseason, or more recently, as we saw in yesterday against the Jaguars, he is able to come down with those gimme, gimme, 50-50 balls. That's what he's been able to do so far, and I think that offensively, he should be more of a focal point for this Texan offense. Now, why did the Texans win? Well, if you look at that fourth quarter drive before they scored the touchdown, you look at Trayvon Walker <laughs> blessing the Houston Texans on a rough and the passer penalty that allowed them to pick up the first down when it was third and 20. But that drive, they were able to convert Jordan Aikens picking up 11 yards to get the first down. Uh, Damian Pierce doing a very good job running the ball, making these downs more favorable. That is what this offense is going to be built around, favorable downs with the help of Damian Pierce, and that's what he did. And then we also just see Damian Pierce kind of run crazy with Wheel, picking up that 20-yard, hmm. breaking I don't know how many tackles, and then go down and score the football. This offense should be centered around him. Everything at this time needs to go through Damian Pierce because it, there was multiple times throughout the game where – the Jacksonville Jaguars had seven in the box, and Damian Pierce was still able to break free and make plays and move the ball downfield. When we look at Davis Mills and how much of a non-factor he was primarily throughout the game, there were six pass attempts thrown at or be behind the line of scrimmage. And so what you liked out of Davis Mills yesterday, no turnovers. What you liked out of Davis Mills yesterday was – there was times where, okay, he's standing in the pocket right now and making plays with his arms downfield to, to pick up some of these downs, to keep the drives going. You didn't necessarily like the fact that he was still kind of, you know, slow throughout the game in terms of picking up speed, game speed, and not being able to move the ball efficiently. I do think, once again, there's a lack of playmakers for the receivers on this offense. We're not going to necessarily talk about that. But the center of this offense, the motor – that will drive this offense is number 31 running back out of Florida. And it's kind of crazy because on both sides of the ball, the biggest stories have continuously been the first-year guys, the rookies. On the defensive side of the ball, Jalen Petrie looks like the best player on the defense. There's been times where Jalen Petrie has looked like the best player on this team, and he may, 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 may very well be so. On the offensive side of the ball, the times where Houston has been in games to win those games, well, Damian Pierce has been running the ball very effectively, uh, almost another 100-yard day if it wasn't for the, the the negative two run on the last time we touched the field. He would have had his 100-yard game. Over 400 yards so far in his young career, this guy was perfect for the Houston Texans and what they want to do, and that is running the ball, and running the ball helped lead the Texans to their first win of the year. Since this is entering a bye week, which is John, I do. Yes, which is very important. John, I do want us to explore 
more into why Nico Collins should take the helm as wide receiver number one. Because, look, I agree with you. One of, if not, part of the main reason why we're sitting here having a victory Monday is because of, 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 of Trevor. Like, that was, like, literally a boneheaded rookie mistake. However, I do want to give credit to Nico Collins once again. Because when you go back and you watch that game, there was two moments where he came up huge connecting with Davis Mills to help the offense sustain drive. And one of them took place in that same drive because all a lot went on during the Houston Texans' longest drive of the game where, you know, they ended with Damian Pierce scoring a touchdown. But, John, listeners and viewers, the Damian Pierce touchdown, the Damian Pierce 20-yard 20, 20 run, um, Trevor getting, you know, making a Ricky boneheaded mistakes, none of that would, would not go into the Texans' favor had Nico Collins did not have an opportunity to connect for a 23-yard reception with Davis Mills, third down in their own territory. Because that play alone basically saved the game for the Houston Texans. And look, I don't want to say it's a passing of the torch moment, but I do believe that not only us, but the Houston Texans, Pep Hamilton, Lovey Smith, everybody involved, they really need to take a, a hard look in the mirror over this bye week and say, in order for us to continue moving forward, we need to make Nico Collins more so the primary wide receiver on this team. Love Brandon Cooks. He's been one of my favorite players going all the way back to his days with the Saints. However, John, after yesterday, listening to what you had to say over the last couple of weeks, I don't know. It, it's... It's starting to look tough for my boy, Cooks. And, again, I think it's primarily based on the fact that Davis Mills isn't playing the best of football right now. And Davis that Mills – That could be true, too. Is, is, so there's been times throughout the year where we're seeing Davis Mills overthrow Brandon Cooks, who's not even six foot. And those balls can be catchable if it was going the opposite way to Nico Collins. That's why I think he's the number one receiver on this team uh, because of the, the, the inability to kind of replicate what Davis Mills – was doing last year being so accurate with the ball, pinpointing some of these passes. We haven't seen that consistently throughout the year, which is why I think that Nico should be considered. And maybe he is technically right now leads the team in receiving yards, the number one option for Houston this season. He's one of those players that I think I don't, I'm not necessarily calling him a number one receiver, but I do think Nico Collins is damn good. I do think he has the physical athletic attributes to make this team go a little bit further offensively if they feature him more. And on Sunday, there's another player I want to shout out on the offensive side of the ball. That is Jordan Akins, virtually picked up off the street. Mm. You know, Jordan Akins has scored a touchdown so far for Houston. Jordan Akins has been critical so far for this limited passing game that do not feature a lot of options. Jordan Akins has been very good for Houston. And I also want to mention that third down pickup, picking up those 11 yards, helping extend that drive was critical for Houston offensively on Sunday, which helped lead them to a victory. No, I'm doing this. You're getting paid? This is the third, is this the is third it, time he getting this. Is this is the third time check? he got called up. So um, don't be surprised if in the next couple of days we're sitting there, somebody is getting signed to the 53-man roster. I'm just saying. It feels good for a lot of Houston Texan fans to taste that victory Monday. Know how that feeling feels and taste. If you want to keep that good feeling going, you got to check out the latest Built Bar. I'm talking about the delicious, the nutritious, one of life's greatest joys, cookie dough chunk puffs. 
They have a light and chewy texture covered in 100% real chocolate with real cookie dough chunks. All of the late life's greatest joys is eating that cookie dough chunk. You know how you used to do when you was a, when you was a kid. You kind of get that little cookie dough and eat some of it after your grandma told you not to do it. Same thing here, but it's healthy. Like all built Bars, the new cookie dough chunk puff is covered in 100% chocolate. Healthy, tasty, light texture, very fluffy, so good. What's great about it is only 100 calories and a whopping 15 grams of protein. Go to build.com, use promo code locked on 15, excuse me, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code locked on 15 for 15% off at build.com. Thanks for making the Lone Texans your first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. We have to shout out the uh, Jaguars just a little bit. Uh, I don't think the Texans win their game with all them drops. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Wig? Where's Wig when you need him? But you know, Cody, I think this, this, this victory, we talked about last week what some things the Texans can do to turn their season around. And we both said they got to win on Sunday. And, and, I, and I know it was kind of hard for you to go go against the Jaguars, co- considering what the Texans have been laying out there. But I thought mm. they could have got a victory. When I said it, they got the victory on Sunday. And I think this victory going into the bye week is very important. And I'll tell you why. You're going to get an opportunity to get guys healthy. You're going to be able to look at your roster, and with two weeks until the next time you play virtually, that allows you to kind of coach up guys, have more extensive coaching sessions with some guys that can improve on some things. You can look at your practice squad. Maybe you want to cut a player, move up a player. But overall, you know what it helps you do? It allows you an extra week without having to play an opposing player to get Christian Harris ready to play some football. I think that may be the biggest aspect of looking at this bye week for the Houston Texans. The linebacker group played, I think, much better than what we've seen them play. The additions of Gary Wallow getting more snaps, bringing on Reeves Mabing, him getting some more snaps, and also Never Hewitt, him getting some more snaps was important. I don't know how much longer we're going to see the duo of Christian Harris, I'm sorry, Christian Kirksey and Kamu Grugier-Hill out there as much as we saw them to start the season off. But getting an extra week, getting an extra seven days is very important for bringing along Christian Harris because I do think the next time the Houston Texans play football, which will be against the Vegas Raiders, excuse me, Oakland, <laughs> uh, against the Raiders, I think that would be the debut game for Christian Harris. Mm, I wouldn't go that far, but, John, you know, it does buy them more time. But, you know, for me, I'm looking at this from a standpoint, man. It just helped the camaraderie, the chemistry, the whole entire atmosphere for the Houston Texans because one thing I noticed, and, you know, I'm always around the team, around them almost every single day. One thing I started to notice following the loss against the Chicago Bears, um, the positivity, the um, – the, the the fun atmosphere that a lot of the players was showcasing throughout training camp, throughout um, OTAs, the, the optimism that a lot of the guys and a lot of the coaching staff members were showcasing throughout 
throughout the offseason and even throughout the first two weeks of the regular season, even though one was a tie and one was a loss, it started to to dwindle. And I do believe that this win will be an opportunity for them to get that feel back. Um, I'm not going to go as far as to say this win is going to all of a sudden help them get back on the track where they can win six to seven games. However, it, it, it will put them in a better spot. Because one thing I did not want the Houston Texans to do, going to a bye week, riding a four-game losing streak. But at some point, it's, 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 you might say five because... The first game ended in a tie, and it was just so happened that, you know, it was the, the, the decision of Lovey Smith to save that from being a loss. Um, another positive, the Houston Texans are undefeated in their division because they didn't lose against the Colts, and they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. So they did not lose. So another, are... another positive, the Browns lost on Sunday. So mm, anytime you go. the Browns lose, no matter what happens with the Texans on Sunday, that's a positive for your franchise. <laughs> Yeah, and um, I also want to mention um, kudos to Lovey Smith. Had an opportunity to get his first win as head coach of the Houston Texans. By the way, I don't know if this is a good or bad thing, but Lovey Smith is the third Texan head coach to get their first win against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Remember Romeo Cannell when he when he stepped in as interim head coach. He had an opportunity to get year. a win. David Cully last year. Now Lovey Smith this year. I'm just hoping that we are not saying ex-coach get his first win against the Jacksonville Jaguars next year. I hope that's not the case. Oh, God, I hope that's not the case. But, um, you know, overall, you know, regardless how you look at it, rather this was an ugly win, much-needed win, or whatever the case might be, at the end of the day, the Houston Texans are entering a bye week with a W. And, you know, regardless how the first couple of games played out, John, I do want to go back to something that you talked about. Maybe this can be the turning point that could kind of save their season at the end of the day. They did not get blown out in neither one of those games. And even though things were ugly against the Los Angeles Chargers um, last Sunday, they still end up coming back and damnly pulled off an improbable comeback. Yeah, and you got to be happy for how this team has fought for Lovey. You got to be happy for how this mm. team has fought for, you know, Pep. Um, you, you you really have to be happy for Danny Barrett of all people to be oh, happy for. It has Johnson. To be, <laughs> it has to be running back, uh, running back coach Danny Barrett for him to have a player, a young player like Damian Pierce. He hasn't had a young player, a young back for the Houston Texans. Um, the last Never. one thousand yard rusher <laughs> was Carlos Hyde a couple of years ago, and since then they have been at running back hell. Damian Pierce. Through four weeks, five weeks, I think has more rushing yards than everybody last year. <laughs> they are running him uh, to the ground, man. <laughs> but he is a running back coming from Florida. Didn't get a lot of touches at Florida. He is a young back. This is what you want to see. And he's been delivering game in and game out whenever he gets those touches. Back-to-back -back weeks with touchdowns and almost back-to-back -back weeks with over 100 yards on the ground. The mm. Houston Texans did a great job of spoiling Tony Baselli's jersey, getting retired on Sunday. Nobody talked about that. Tony Baselli was getting his jersey retired, had the speech and everything, and the Houston Texans spoiled that win for the Jaguars mm. by Damian Pierce running on the ground and Derek Stingley intercepting the ball in the red zone. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast. Be sure to check us out Monday through Friday on YouTube under the name Locked On Texans. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12.
And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, there's a bye week, but we still have to be here every single day. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. Victory Monday, baby.